This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. Righty, everybody. Welcome week 11 of football podcast number 11. And we're going to start things a little bit differently today. We've actually got a guest um, to kick us off. So who do we have? Hello, my name is Kaylee and I'm here to tell you about my kitten. (laughs) Oh, I can hear him. Hello. Hello. Okay. Anyways, he loves to watch football and especially Nebraska and uh, we have a little jersey for him, so don't forget to check the Instagram for the pictures of him. And he's a little baby kitten, so he's cute. What's his name? His name is Eugene. Eugene. So look for From Eugene on Instagram. All righty. Well, thank you. I guess two special guests. Thank you, Eugene, and thank you, Kaylee. You're welcome. She's leaving the premises now. All right. Well, I do think that is our first guest appearance from a fuzzy friend um, live on the air. So I think Benji's made a few. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. I feel like Benji has made his presence known. He's jingled in the background. He's actually sleeping right next to me as I record. So, yes. All righty. Well, some good news to start off this week with. We got a W. So very excited to talk about the Nebraska game here. Some other notable games around the league. And then maybe revisit last week's picks and make some predictions for the upcoming game. So let's kick it off with revisiting our first win of the season. How do you guys feel? Great. Megan's speechless, apparently. She just, I, am. Uh, I was just going to let Amy follow up with a <laughs> more description of how great she was feeling. But yeah, I know it's wonderful. It's like, this is what it feels like to win. It's a great feeling. So maybe we should do it more often. It's a little bit like Christmas came early. So, yes, we were able to sneak out uh, the win, 30-23. to 23. The biggest news going into today that no one knew until the first drive was who was going to be the starting quarterback. So, obviously, we've gotten confirmation now that Luke started. You got How do you guys think he did? Do you think he continues to start? Actually, he knew because apparently Scott told him at the beginning of the week that he was getting the start. And he, like, didn't sleep at all, like, the whole week. And then I was, <laughs> he said he only got, like, an hour of sleep because he was, like, so stoked. So I'm like, maybe we shouldn't tell him <laughs> if he's the star. Although he got the W, so whatever works. But, um, yeah, I think he should keep starting. Um, I I feel awful for, for Adrian. Um, just I think he's a good kid. And, like, seeing him on the sideline cheering for the team um, – just like made me even sadder for him because he's such a good sport. But um, I do think Luke should be the starter. He just like scrambling situations. He's like the better runner, I think, which I didn't think I would be saying that, you know, a while ago. I do think he's a more accurate passer as of right now. And just like his instincts and when he's under pressure, the things he does to evade like getting sacked. I just think he's a better like in a better mental situation than Adrian is. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of continuing to start Luke if for no other reason, just the consistency that I think we need at that position. I think, you know, there is an element of chemistry between the quarterback and the team and, you know, his receivers and all of that. And I think in order to get some of the things going that we're looking for, 
we need a consistent person back there at quarterback. Luke did a great job. I think, you know, he's a freshman. He will be a freshman next year, too, because this year doesn't count. So we have, like, he could have a total of six years at Nebraska um, in that experience. And I just feel like that's really valuable, too. Like, he'll continue to get better. So I'm I'm a fan of, of Luke continuing to start. Yeah, and I think we all kind of have that spot for Adrian. He, he is yeah. a good kid. I mean, obviously, we're objective. We want the better person to play. But you never know, too, like, not to say we want this, but, like, you know, if Luke gets hurt or if we get in a situation where maybe Luke's not doing well, we need Adrian to come in. So it's always good to still have that backup, and he still needs to be ready should the team need him. But Luke went 13 of 21 for 152 yards. Definitely not, you know, Heisman-quality stats there. But, like you said, did do well scrambled well threw well did have one turnover um but it was it was a good maybe it was just a good breath of fresh air to kind of kick start the offense a little bit it looks like we pushed the ball a little bit more downfield are you guys still satisfied with the involvement from the receivers no no not at all but I mean that's going back to what I said earlier just about chemistry like every quarterback has a relationship with his receivers and until they have that game time experience I think that is going to be slow to develop. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would agree. I would like to see us try to throw the deep ball a little bit more. I feel like we're still trying to do these like screen passes or these like dump off passes. And the one time that we, I mean, Gray is a jet sweep, but like we got bets involved and he went for a 40 yard run after the catch. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I would just like to see us like make, make the defense have to either like make a good play or get pass interference against us. Let's get these guys involved. So I would like to see that that increases. I will say it looked like the penalties were a little bit less, especially the procedural. Granted, we had to take a few timeouts to avoid some of them, mm-hmm. but at least those also seem to be trending kind of positively. I guess that can be kind of looked at as a as a positive. But um, I think what stuck out to me was our defense. Yeah, I feel like they've been showing up all season, and you know, this week they really bailed us out again. So I'm really impressed with the defensive play. Yeah, I, like you said, they, they kind of are saving grace. They forced two turnovers. Um, Williams, who pretty much did it all himself, he did the strip sack recovery and touchdown, um, as well as I think it was Cam Taylor Britt that picked off um, mm-hmm. and returned it. Almost, almost, <laughs> it was funny because like he didn't even wait for like his blockers. He like just outran them and then they like caught him. I was like, well, he got too excited. He also had the game-saving touchdown like deflection. Um, at the end of the game when Penn State was, like, in the red zone. Um, that was, like, super clean. Like, if he doesn't make that, that's a touchdown, and then we're in overtime. So, like, Cam Taylor-Britt played really, really well this game. Yeah. It seems like we have a lot more experience on defense as opposed to our offense, which is, like, a lot of freshmen, um, you know, and obviously we have a new quarterback. Um, but the defense, just a lot of those guys – have been around for a year or two. And I think you can tell that they're starting to gel and really play together. Just the passion that they played with um, Jojo Doman, for example, I, I feel like every single play he's like pumping up his teammates, just playing with so much passion and Cam Taylor Britt, you know, obviously is bringing a lot of experience to the defense too. So it's just nice to see what can happen when you have a group of guys together for more than a year. Mm-hmm. It really does make a huge difference when they've played together before and they're, you know, teammates and they're really mentally there together as well. So I was, I feel like a little bit of the defensive um, success is due to that, but 
Laura, I would love to hear your trivia question. Okay. Well, I'm glad. So here we go. Away. This week's game, Penn State had a lot of offensive snaps. So they averaged more than a typical game does on offense of snapping the ball. Mm-hmm. Which means our defense had to be on the field for that many snaps. Right. Who on our defense played the most snaps and how many? Um, I'll guess JoJo Doman. I don't know. I would guess JoJo too. You guys got the player. How many snaps though? I'm kind of afraid to guess because I'm not even sure what a normal amount of snaps would be. Okay. So typically it's around in the 70s. So around like 73, 74, but we'll just say in the 70s is about the average number of snaps. For each team or for the whole game? For each team. Okay. So I'll say 93. Okay, I'll say 102. So it is 93. He played oh 93 gosh. snaps. Good job, Amy. Thank you. So he was on the field quite a bit. I think their offense actually snapped, I want to say, like kind of the low 90s. But then I think he was out there for some of their punting situations. But still, 93 snaps. So he played a lot, which is impressive with how well our defense showed up. Um, I The next close, uh, Cam Taylor Britt played 92 um, Williams played 92, but I mean, our boys were on the field for a lot of the time, especially in the second half, and they still were able to get two of those fourth down, uh, stops. So mm-hmm. kudos for defense. Yeah. That's why I, I was saying in the second, first of all, when they sobbed out Clifford, I said, Oh no, I think we have a Kyle Trask situation on our hands. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this quarterback is going to be a lot better. And then in the second half, it was like, we need to get our defense a break. Like they're bailing us out as much as they can, but they can't just stay out there the whole time. Like mm-hmm. it's easier for an offense to be on the field when you know what's going to happen. Like it's, it, it worried me a little bit. Yeah. And something interesting too, that I found was, it was almost like looking at our game versus Northwestern. Where we were like, how did we lose the game? So when I was mm-hmm. looking at Nebraska stats, um, we were like outperforming almost every statistical arena. So we had 298 total yards to their 501. We had 17 first downs to their 30. And we had four punts to their one punt. You know why? It's because we scored in the red zone and we scored touchdowns. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was going to say that. And we also, I think we did have the turnover. We had um, two to one turnovers. We won the turnover battle. Yes. And we scored off turnovers. Oh. Scored mm-hmm. off both. We got a field goal right. and a touchdown off the other. Right. So, I mean, that it makes a huge difference when you can convert a turnover to actual points. Yeah. That makes a big difference. Yeah. Yep. And your starting field position as well, which, again, was led by the fact that we got defensive turnovers. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you can't always look at stats to tell the whole story. Um, we shouted out the defense. I would also like to shout out our special teams in the area of our kicker. Mm-hmm. not the jinx, you know, so I will do my knock on wood voodoo magic later, but Connor Cole went three for three for field goals and was perfect for extra points. So overall he got 12 points for us. So see what happens when you have a good kicker. I know, I know very exciting stuff. So hopefully trending in the right direction. I still think there's a lot of areas we can improve. Our offense needs to be a little bit, take a little bit more risks, have a little bit more spark, especially in the second half. We need to make better adjustments at the second half, but you know, it felt good to get a W. Was it in our game that um, he missed one, but there was like a timeout or a delay game? Yes. Yep. So he wouldn't have been three for three. So thank goodness for that that timeout. (laughs) Yes. 
However, Penn State's kicker did miss a field goal. And I was wondering, did they have two different like kickers? Like was one like a long range kicker and the other one the oh, kicker for short that. range? Well, because they missed one and then when they kicked one later, the commentators were like, Yeah, he's three for three. And I was like, What? He just missed no. one. No. And I wondered if it was a different kicker. No, because dad went off on that. That They misspoke. It wasn't right. Okay. Because dad, dad was like, these guys are idiots. And like he kept okay. saying. <laughs> well, that was my first thought. But then I was like, well, maybe it was different. <laughs> I had kicker. first thought that they were idiots. But then I also thought. <laughs> my, my default thought is you're an idiot. But then I was like, well, maybe I'm wrong. But his name, I had to look it up. His last name is Pinnegar, but I thought it was Vinegar. Like, the whole time, I was like, this kid's last name is Vinegar. And then I was like, I better look it up and check. And it was, it's actually Pinnegar with a P. But anyway. That's why enunciation is important. That's right. Also with Penix. Exactly. All right. So some other notable games. Um, Wisconsin versus Michigan. And I picked this one because, <laughs> what? First of all, okay. I'm sorry. Is Grant Mertz, like, magically healed in somehow a 21 days with it only being 20 calendar days? Yeah, so I was so upset about this. I was, like, ranting and raving about it. So Jared looked it up, and apparently the Big Ten policy is 21 days they have to sit out of games. So he can't play a game from 21 days from the last time he played a game. Oh. So they played Friday, so that it's meant he so was technically stupid. 21 days. I know because I'm like, if you get sick or Friday, yeah, it's really dumb, but apparently that's the loophole. So that's why he was back. Okay. Also, what what is going on at Michigan? They are so bad. I mean, I think when we... At one point, did you guys see when Jim Harbaugh just went back and sat on the bench with the (laughs) linemen? He's like, I'm going to put my feet up. He's like, I think I have COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, he knows his job is gone. He's just going to sit back, eat some Starburst. Like, this. Right. There's, there's no point standing the whole game. I just, the Big Ten is just, again, besides Ohio State, and I know everyone keeps saying this, but I'm like, when Michigan beat Minnesota, I thought Minnesota was bad. But yeah. now I'm like, is Minnesota that bad? Because Michigan beat them, and Michigan looks like a train wreck. Like, it's... I don't know. I don't know what is happening. Here's the thing that I think happened with that game. Because I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, is Minnesota really, really that bad? I do think they're awful and they suck. But I think that first game was like they just weren't like prepared at all. And like it just it showed and they were playing Michigan. They got down early and then it just like it went bad for them. But I still like they're still Minnesota and they've just got like some scrappiness to I don't know. And I think that's what they're playing on now. And, yeah, they still suck. And they only have, like, what, one one win? Two wins? No, I think they just have one. They just have one. So they just have one. So it's like I think that they do suck. But I think they sucked extra bad that first game. Like, they just weren't – you know what I mean? Like, we can't overlook Minnesota is what I'm saying. Because, like, they could pull something out. But I do think that um, – I think that Michigan is, like – really bad yeah they're truly awful did you see their past defense i mean their defensive backs like it's like they don't even know what to do yeah i mean every single time it's a pass interference or they're not even in the vicinity there's no like attempt at all to try to make a play on the ball like it's so bad and i'm like this is michigan they're not ohio state but i mean they just have no fight like they just look like they're 
I really think that they, they're just like, well, our season's over, so why bother showing up for games at this point? I really wish we played them this year. I know. But we get Minnesota, so. <laughs> it, might, it might all work out. It might. Yeah, I, I still think Wisconsin will win the Big Ten West, but I'm like, are they that good? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, and I'm wondering if it's a little bit of a combination. Like, they're not great, but they're okay, you know, kind of good. Yeah, and then Michigan's, like, really terrible. So it's just kind of skewing it both ways. But, yeah, I don't know. But here's the thing. If Wisconsin doesn't really ever – I don't know. Well, Wisconsin's not going to play anyone because – they were pretty much the big 10 and their schedule got the pansiest of all. Yeah. If you look at Ohio state and Wisconsin, it's really clear that the schedules were designed so that those two would meet in the big 10 championship. So it's going to take a miracle for Wisconsin to lose a game, especially since we didn't get to play them. I mean, I really do think we were probably one of the biggest threats that's out. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous, but what are you gonna do? Um, another another notable game. Write a mean letter to Kevin. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Write a mean letter. He but yeah. he was at that game, by the way. Did you see that? Well, I'm sure him and Barry were colluding, doing something. And Barry were smoking cigars up in the press box, plotting their next act of yeah. revenge on Nebraska. That's right. Masks on. <laughs> they weren't really smoking cigars, but I did see him at the game. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me. Another notable game, um, Florida versus Arkansas. This one was actually close for a bit, uh, but I picked it because of the, the final score and then of what what Trask did. So Florida ended up winning 63 to 35, which is ridiculous. But um, what Trask did without even having Kyle Pitts throwing mm-hmm. for six TDs. I you, See, you guys, I made you have that Heisman talk, and you guys were like, it's Trevor Lawrence's to lose. And I'm like, let's pick some dark horses. And Trask was a dark horse a while back. And he's looking primed to take that position, I think. Yeah, well, it helps that he's playing games. Sure. I mean, I know he coughed on Trevor Lawrence, but I mean, who's going to tell? I'm just saying, like, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence both were out this week. So it's it's hard because, yes, Kyle Trask is in our mind because he's a really good quarterback. I do think he's a candidate for sure. I don't necessarily think he's the leading candidate right now. But, yeah had a really great game I mean he's just so consistent like he consistently has this kind of game every single week like these are the stats that he puts up like every single week it's pretty amazing so yeah it'll be interesting to watch like you said I know they were both out of action this week so I don't know if he keeps playing consistent I think he'll stay in the the conversation for sure and I think it's gonna be tough for Trevor Lawrence so we will see um what other notable games from around uh the league do you guys want to talk about we could talk about the South Carolina Ole Miss game. It had absolutely <laughs> no implications on anything, but I did enjoy seeing Lane Kiffin throw his clipboard <laughs> at least twice. Um, and at one point he threw it and all the papers fluttered off up into the stands. And so his graduate assistant had to go up and like retrieve all the papers and the camera caught him coming back down to like hand the papers to Lane Kiffin. And he looked, the graduate assistant, he looked so over it. He was like, <laughs> you can tell he was, completely used to having to do this kind of stuff for him yeah <laughs> he was like, like, typically oh <laughs> i cannot believe this guy <laughs> so anyway that's kind of funny and the announcers were like 
replaying the play over and over, not to look at the play or the players or anything that was going on on the football field, but just so that they could watch the arc of the clipboard, like in the, <laughs> of the screen, like going there, like, no, look, right at the 50 yard line, you'll see the, the clipboard go up into the air. And <laughs> anyway, but it wasn't even that good of a play. It was just a blown coverage because the throw wasn't good. Like the, the receiver had to stop and like come back for the ball and then take off. So it was like, not even that great of a play. Well, it was not an accurate throw, but it was right. like he like that's he has quite an arm to get it all the way down to like where Elijah Moore was. So I don't know. I mean, it was he's no Kyle Trask. It's true. But yeah, that was funny. Did you guys also know that something happened today that typically I don't know if it's ever happened before. I'm sure it has, but rarely happens in the college football. No, we played a game today. So because of COVID, both the opponents for UCLA and for Cal couldn't play. And so the league got together and said essentially, okay, well, because your team can't play and your team can't play, but you guys can, you guys will face each other. So Cal and UCLA actually played this morning on NFL Sunday. So that was kind of unique. Got to watch some football for college this morning and UCLA ended up winning uh, 34 to 10. But yeah, just kind of goes along with the COVID thread. Mm-hmm. Never know what to expect. You can get some college football on NFL Sunday. Okay, that's kind of fun. Sounds like you guys didn't watch. <laughs> oh, I did. I thought it was a replay from the night before I had it on. All righty. Well, something I kind of thought was interesting, I actually haven't heard a lot of people talking about it. Maybe I missed it. It's just, and I, I think it has to do with the shortened season and, and COVID maybe, but a lot of teams are switching up starting quarterbacks. Have you guys been noticing that? Yeah, because their starting ones are sucking. Like, <laughs> they have to. But I typically, you would get the correct starter. Maybe one or two teams wouldn't need to switch out. But I was making a note. And I'm like, okay, obviously Nebraska did it. Michigan mm-hmm. State did it. Georgia did it. Michigan did it. Penn State's done it. And I know there's more other teams around the league. I just think it's kind of interesting. Like I said, it kind of goes along with the COVID just throwing a wrench and everything, but I don't think I've seen this amount of like indecisiveness on quarterbacks, which is like the driver mm-hmm. of the team. Mm-hmm. Maybe because they didn't get like the full like fall camp or like the full yeah like, spring practice. I mean, it's a train like they were shut down, and then when the Big Ten you know shut us down from doing it, it's like we got behind and you don't you don't have the time to prepare and decide who your best is. Yeah, I do think that is probably a big part of it. Um, and it is unfortunate for teams, though, that are in that position, because I think as you read, like, through all of those teams, it's not working out for any of them. Like, you have such an advantage as a team if you have a quarterback who's experienced and who, like, you know is, like, the person you want at that position from the get-go. Because um, I I just look at these teams and I'm like, yeah, they're all kind of, you know, floundering a little bit, trying to figure it out, and it's not working out, so... Anyway, but hopefully, hopefully we have our guy now and Nebraska will be successful moving forward. That's right. That's right. Fingers crossed. Well, teams that are being successful, that ones that are looking at eyeing um, getting into the college football playoffs. So who are you guys is? And I know we always have this conversation, but mm-hmm. who are you guys is maybe fifth through eighth? Let's do that. Who's number who's number five through eight for you guys? OK, can you just tell us who number one through four is just to make sure that we're on the same page? Sure. According to our agreement that we've had, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and OSU still. Okay. I mean, it's really hard because we haven't seen the Pac-12 play. I'm not impressed with USC. 
I think we Oregon. Yeah, I know. Both, both weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I think Oregon, if there is a team from the Pac-12 that could challenge for, you know, a spot in five through eight, it would be Oregon. Um, I also think that Florida is up there. Um, are you asking who we think should be or who like the committee would consider putting in if no. one of the top four teams stumble? No, I'm asking what you think. Okay. Cause I do think BYU in Florida and maybe in Oregon or maybe like, I mean, I really can't think of a team from the big 12 and I don't think Wisconsin's that good either. So I mean, maybe Cincinnati. I, you don't, I don't want to throw Indiana in there? <laughs> I am not throwing Indiana in there. I, I'm not on that hype train whatsoever. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I would like to see Wisconsin play somebody, like, decent. Um, because, yeah, I can't tell how good they are from their opponents so far. So, like, and I, and I would like to see some, like, cross-conference games just to see how they match up. I know that's not possible. Um Wisconsin's only played twice, and I know it's their own fault. <laughs> Just make note of that. It is so their I fault. I'm not feeling too bad for them because they, they chose to do that, but I wouldn't write them completely out. I don't know. Okay. You know, to take my pick of Texas A&M. Is that, do you think they're up there? Uh, I do. I think that they will be close to being up there. I do think also too, Cincy. Unfortunately, um, no, it hurts to say it, but it does. they do look really good. Yeah. Did you just know but, that Desmond did pick us Saturday? I thought he was surprisingly coherent on Saturday. I'm like, what? He also picked against Michigan. The yeah, COVID hurts my new man. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, whoa, what's happening here? Like, there's some cognitive. Uh, <laughs> it's like not him. It's like a talking head because he's like sick in bed. <laughs> right. Right. I was really surprised, but I was, yeah, I noticed that he did pick Nebraska. So maybe we're, so we're mending some fences here. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but we're getting the tools gathered to maybe start mending the fence. In. No, I, I just put down the rocks that I was about to sling his way. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Okay. Well, you no, know, baby steps. baby steps. That's right. Yes. Yeah, I think I think Texas A&M has to be in the conversation. I actually don't think Oregon. I don't think the Pac-12 is going to get a team in. I USC does not look good. Like you said, all no. the Oregon did not really look that impressive either in their game this week. Um, and I think unfortunately Oklahoma State's going to lose to Oklahoma this weekend. So I don't think Big 12 or Pac-12. I can see in the top 10 SEC having three. I can see group of five or non-conference affiliated teams getting in. So, yeah, I, I kind of think the next step are, are probably BYU, Cincy, Texas A&M, and Florida. But yeah, I definitely think Florida is right there on the bubble. Yeah, I think Florida's good. So, we'll have we'll have to see. Um, obviously, Marshall and Liberty <laughs> still undefeated, but I don't think they'll be in the top ten. But they did look good this week, so there's always something to watch there. All righty. Well, let's talk about um, our upcoming picks for this week. There's actually some really good games. So there's finally some matchups of some ranked teams. If they um, have. I know. I'm like, please don't cancel these games. I need these. <laughs> I, I need this. So <laughs> first one up. So Northwestern is taking on Wisconsin. Um, two undefeated teams. Obviously, Wisconsin 2-0, Northwestern 4-0. Um, who do you guys have? 
I'm going to take Wisconsin. I don't think Northwestern should have beaten Purdue. Um, I didn't like the way Purdue handled that game. It was like, here's the thing, like Northwestern knew that Bell was going to be like their number one target. And so they like made sure to cover him really well. And Northwestern apparently doesn't have any, or Purdue apparently doesn't have anyone else on their team that can catch the ball because they were still trying to like thread it into like triple coverage. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. surely there's somebody else on your team that can catch or run or something. I just thought Purdue, their game plan sucked. I think they, they should have won that game. Um, so I'm picking Wisconsin because I don't, I don't know. I don't like Pat Fitzgerald. So I don't either. Um, but I don't like Paul Chris much better. So I'm kind yeah, of like either. between a rock and a hard place here. I think Wisconsin will win. Northwestern, it's like, yes, they're 4-0. But I just don't know how. <laughs> like I'm watching these games and I'm like, I don't know how they're winning. They just make fewer mistakes, really. That's it. That's it. They don't beat themselves. I think they're actually the worst 4-0 team. But that's yeah. the thing. They don't beat themselves. They let right. other teams make mistakes and then they just kind of like coast through. That's how they yeah. do it. So yes, I, I agree with you 100%, Laura. The problem is Wisconsin hasn't played enough for me to know like how mistake prone they are. So like Graham Mertz has looked great. However, they've played two of the worst teams in the Big Ten. And I'm just like, I don't know what that proves to me. You know, is Wisconsin legitimate? Maybe, but maybe not. So I'm going to pick Wisconsin, but this is a huge, like I'm going to definitely be watching this game because I am really interested to see how it does play out. Yeah, yeah. And I will say, in all fairness, Nebraska's two losses are to undefeated teams this year, though. Just FYI. So, um, (laughs) all right. I am also going to take Wisconsin. I think they have way more talent than Northwestern. I think Northwestern's luck runs up. I think Wisconsin by at least two touchdowns. So I think we're all taking Wisconsin then. Um, number 10, Indiana taking on number three, Ohio State. I think this is kind of a question of how much mm-hmm. is a certain team going to win. So I'm going to go ahead and put my uh, hat in the ring for Ohio State. Who do you guys have? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to go that way too. I'll pick Ohio State. Um, yeah, Ohio State. I can see it being like Indiana keeping it close early on. I think mm-hmm. even last year they played them close, like the first, maybe even up to halftime. And then Ohio State just blew it open the second half. So I could see them keeping it close, you know, first quarter, maybe partway into the second. And then Ohio State just, you know. I mean, the depth of Ohio State, yeah, by default. Yeah, just the talent, right? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm just sure. saying, though, like I'm not going to be like – panicking if Ohio if Indiana is like with them you know because we mm-hmm. were we were close you know we kept close to them the first half um so yeah I think Ohio State brings the hammer in the second half yeah I think like you said even if they do manage to keep it close in the first Ohio State knows that like we're playing a shortened season committee's looking at them and this is one of their ranked teams they get to play so I'm like they light it up for sure mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go to the Big 12. Um, number 18, Oklahoma versus 14, Oklahoma State. Uh, I really want to take the Cowboys. I'm going to cheer for the Cowboys, but I just don't see any way Oklahoma loses. So taking Oklahoma. This isn't very fun because we're all picking the same teams, but I also think Oklahoma will win this game. I think that they're 
putting some things together and figuring some things out and, you know, classic Oklahoma, they'll drop a couple games and then, you know, make a run for it at the end of the season. So I do think they'll probably win this game. Okay. Well, I'm going to pick Oklahoma state. All right. And I know Autumn's doing her Christmas shopping right now. (laughs) Just remember this Autumn. And I really like that tiny red convertible. Okay. (laughs) I'll send you a few links later. Um, No. I'm picking Oklahoma State. I think that Oklahoma's got the best of them past couple years, and they're gonna they're gonna change things this year. I'm going to Oklahoma State. Okay. Well, if I lose because of this game, I will happily wear the loss. So I will cheer on the Cowboys. All right. We have number seven Cincinnati taking on UCF. This might be kind of a trap game for Cincinnati. Um, I still I still think they're gonna get the win, but I think this is gonna be a close close game. Yeah, I also think Cincinnati's going to win this game, but I think this is the like most likely game for them to drop if they're going to lose. Um, like I said, I don't think it's likely that they'll lose, but I think UCF could keep it close. Upset Saturday, I'm picking UCF. Okay. All righty. So I think that lefty's going to show up and it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Yes, I will agree with that. All righty. This one. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Whoever picked this one has to pick Tennessee to win. That's all I'm saying. Um, why? Because why else would you pick it? Because I really think that they're about evenly matched. I mean, I think they're no, on the same Tennessee level. Tennessee is terrible. Tennessee is so bad. Garantano. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm taking Auburn by about 50. But, <laughs> Megan, you can take Tennessee if you'd like. Okay, well, since I put the game on here, I'll take Tennessee. I think here's she thinks here's another... the mice are going to be running upwards right. on the boat. That's right. So the Titanic hasn't gone under yet. Um, I think we can throw Tennessee into that group of teams that is looking for their starting quarterback. I, I think you were going to say we can throw them into the top ten, and I was about to kick you <laughs> off this podcast. <laughs> I think, I think dark horse. I wish I had said that now. Uh, if only I could go back and say that. Um, no, so I'll pick Tennessee. I think this game could go either way. That's why I added it because I really don't have like a strong opinion about who's going to win this game. I could see it going either way, but I'll, I'll take Tennessee. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go Auburn. I don't know that it's going to be the blowout Laura thinks it is because I think Auburn's going to be like not that psyched to play Tennessee and they're not going to show up as much, but I still think they get the win. Okay. Um, Kansas State versus Iowa State. This is a good one. This one's tough. I got to stick with my dark horse. I I am a fan of little Deucey Vaughn, but in order for me to um, make my – prediction come true of Iowa State being the dark horse in the Big 12 they need to win so gotta pick Iowa State okay does Iowa State have a chance to go to the championship game in the Big 12 or are they completely out no they do because they're not are they in the same one as Oklahoma they're only lost they only have one uh, conference loss okay State. okay because actually as I'm looking over this I'm thinking Iowa State maybe has the best chance of going from the Big 12 I'm agreeing with your dark horse, Amy. Okay, thank you. But I said it way back when. No, and I know. Me, especially after they lost to like Coastal, whatever. <laughs> yes, it was uh, Arkansas State, wasn't it? 
or yeah, somebody. I don't Someone know. like yeah, they um, lost somebody real bad, but then they yeah, got no. It was just ironic because you said it, and then that weekend they lost to some belt team. But I I think Iowa State will win this game as well. I think they're probably the best team in the Big Twelve at this point. Okay. I am going to take K-State then, be a little bit different. And I, kind of like Amy, who had her eye on Iowa State, I had my eye on Dusan from the beginning. So I will, I'll shake it up. I'll take them different. I'll take K-State. But I think that will be a very close game. All right, last pick here. Ugh, well, it's a tough. token. I just put it on there so we could have something from the Pac-12. Okay, well, I don't feel so inclined, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Utah, that's, that's sticking fine. with my upsets. All right, so Amy's taking Utah. It's number 20, USC versus Utah. Okay, I'll take USC because they find a way to win these games. And Utah, I don't think, has played a game yet. They keep canceling games for COVID. So, yeah, I was going to say, this is their first game. They may not be playing quite as well at this point. So I'll go with USC. Yes, for that reason, this will be USC's third game. I'm also taking them, although, again, love to see them lose. So... That one won't break my heart too much. All righty. Let's revisit last week's picks. And if you guys noticed this week, I took notes on what we picked because I don't remember. But I'm pretty sure I lost because neither of my upsets panned out. Um, all right. Wisconsin versus Michigan. I think you and Amy had Wisconsin. No, no, or, no. I took no. Michigan. Okay. So Amy got that one. Amy took Wisconsin. Um, Indiana, Michigan State. <laughs> Megan, I think you took Michigan State. <laughs> it, was more of a, it was an aspirational pick. I just really wanted that to happen. Um, okay. So, yeah, it didn't, didn't work out for me. Okay. Okay. Um, Indi- okay, so that one, yeah. Amy and I got that point. This next game, I believe, was canceled. So, 24 Auburn versus Mississippi State. We'll throw that one out. Um, Megan and Amy, I think you got this game. I think you always both took Miami. I took Vatek, who almost, almost pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one is so, so tough. Yeah. Um, USC versus Arizona. This is the one I do not remember what I picked. <laughs> I'm thinking I picked USC. I don't remember, but I think I've already. And I typed Wieners. <laughs> yes. I know, and I just copy and pasted it, so it still says Arizona Wieners. But I don't remember. Amy, do you remember who you picked? I don't. I just remember typing Wieners. Okay. Alrighty. Well. Then the last one um, was our score picks for the Nebraska-Penn State game. And Megan. Megan got this one. You were closest. So I guess depending upon what Amy's pick was from USC and Arizona, either Amy won by one or you and Megan tied. So I'll just say that I was the loser this week. I was not very good. Um, So congratulations to you guys. Thank you. Ooh, many claps. Golf claps. I had to watch the Masters today. It was brutal. Oh, my gosh. I told Michael when I come into the room. He should start doing the golf claps for me every time I come into a room. Does Michael like so golf? He just likes sports. So, yeah, he'll watch. Yeah, Saturday was the perfect chance for them to go to Marshall. They're, I like, know. freaking undefeated this year. It's the anniversary. It was the actual anniversary on Saturday. Like, how do you, like, yeah. just snub them like that and go to a golf tournament? That was brutal. That yeah. was lame. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Everyone in my in my family was very upset. Well, Jared wasn't, sorry. <laughs> my kids were very upset that it was at the Masters. And they were like, well, if we wanted to watch golf, we would watch golf. But we don't. Right. So. This is a, I would yes. get the golf channel. This is a college football <laughs> show, right? Like, why on earth are you I know. on golf? I don't understand that. I know. It's ridiculous. It's, it's so brutal. 
I just take naps now during it, but <laughs> anyways. Um, all right. Well, we will see how um, our picks this week turn out. And we're looking forward to another Nebraska win this weekend. Hope you all can enjoy and thrive off the win until then. Um, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content. Thank you.